Welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast, your favorite host of the most, Sam the Bomb. It is July 2nd, a couple days before our podcast birthday, and I will be talking more about that during our break in the middle. But yeah, and of course, 4th of July, because our birthday is on 4th of July. But yeah, uh, that is really exciting, and I am happy to talk to you more about that in detail when we get to our little break in the beginning. You know what? I don't have a lot of news on either side, but I do have some new things that are super cool that to talk about and just, you know, just hang out and have fun. I'm expecting the next couple weeks of anime news to start getting really fucking cool because we're going to start seeing more summer and fall things. I think I've probably hyped most of the summer stuff already, but um, I'm excited. I'm excited. And also just some cool pieces in today's news. So Let's get started. Uh, let's close that. So you know how we were talking about the a couple weeks ago we were talking about like the PS the like the PlayStation Store was going to shut down on PSP and PS3 and PS Vita, and then they took it back and said no, we're not going to do that. Um, so now they're saying they are going to for the PSP, but we'll still do it through PS3 and PS Vita. And what they are going to do beyond that is PSP games that were on the PSP are going to start being sold through PS3 and PS Vita. So you can play your PSP games that you don't have UMDs of um, on PS Vita and PS3. So, yeah. Uh, Just a quick thing I want to mention. There's somebody shooting fireworks literally outside of my window. And I really can't help it. Like, I, I feel like I, I'm not going to hear when it's coming. So I am so sorry. Um, I honestly think those people are stupid and they should just get the fuck out of here. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I remember I was super upset about this because I was like, no. But then they brought it back and whatever. So this is just more reason for me to get a PS Vita. I have enough PSPs now. Shout out to Kai for sending me one. And, um shout out to Sendico for being awesome things like that so i think i'm good on the psp front i definitely need to cop at least one or two ps vitas before uh you know uh they started getting up there in price another realm confirms mortal kombat 11 content is done and the studio is moving on to the next game um they tweeted nether realm is now focusing on its next project and after more than two years of supporting mk11 dlc for the game including characters it has come to an end so yeah there you go nobody knows if they're talking about another game or they're talking about something that is going to be more combat 12 or they're going to do something with the dc universe again maybe injustice 3 who knows so mortal kombat 11 has a lot of story the story mode is extensive along with the aftermath dlc makes it even more extensive so we'll see uh, Toy Line gives gives first look at Spider-Man's new suits in No Way Home. Yeah, so if you don't want anything spoiled, I wouldn't look at these. But, of course, Funko Pop, again, I, I used to love collecting them, but now I've kind of, now I kind of don't like them because a lot of people in our Discord hate them. 
and have pointed out how ugly they are. <laughs> so now I'm like, I kind of, I kind of hate them now a little bit, but I think a few of them are kind of cute. So I have a few of them on my desk up here, but Funko Pop again, uh, releases their shit way too early and it spoils it for people. Um, I have taken a look at them. Uh, it's not super spoilery, but there are like four suits involved. One of them is pretty cool. I feel like I want to tell you. I want to tell you because of how cool it is, but I don't want to say it because it might be a spoiler. Um, I guess this one's not so much a spoiler. It's kind of like a black and gold suit. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home. I just want a fucking trailer already. Like, I just don't have time for this shit. Uh, new Legend of Zelda Skyward HD trailer shows up. Skippable cutscenes, autosave, and new QOL changes. Um... I don't know what what does QOL mean. Does anyone know what QOL means? Quest on Levantate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I freaking uh, Skyward Sword is a cool game. I think it was Nintendo's attempt at establishing like the beginning of the lore. You know, um, the beginning of the Triforce, the beginning of uh, Dan, Furor, and Nehru. Um, you know, the three major lands you travel in have Furor, Din, and Nehru's name in the name of the land, you know. And I thought that was really cool. I think it was a pretty cool attempt, and apparently it's, uh, you know, supposed to take place at the, at the beginning of the continuity. Which, like, is there really a continuity, you know, who fucking knows? But... Yeah, if you have a Switch, definitely cop that. I think it's an underrated game. It came out when the Wii U was coming out. So, like, it was supposed to be Wii U's title, Wii U Zelda title, and Twilight Princess was Wii's title. And so Twilight Princess came out on GameCube and Wii, and then at the end of the GameCube's life and the beginning of the Wii's life. And the same happened for Skyward Sword at the end of the Wii's life and the beginning of the Wii U's life. But, of course, we all know that the Wii U was just a fucking weird, just a fucking, fucking absolutely weird uh, console and just not very popular. So, obviously, that kind of went under the ground a little bit. But Skyward Sword is absolutely a sick game. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut for PS5 revealed with new story content, photo mode changes, and more. So, yeah, that's pretty sick. Uh, that is on the way. I think there's, like, new armor for Jin, your horse. New minigames, new fighting techniques, new enemies, new environments, controller mapping options, new trophies, uh, director's cut. So that is, uh, you can pre-order an upgrade to director's cut on PS4 for 20 bucks. Uh, that is available August 20th. If you bought director's cut PS4, you'll be able to upgrade to the director's cut PS5 anytime for $10. Or you can upgrade directly from the original PS4 version to the director's cut on PS5 version for 30 bucks. So yeah, August 20th. Uh, we got a trailer for Mortal Kombat Battle Legends Battle of the Realms, which is the sequel DC animated movie um, or Warner Brothers animated movie to Scorpion's Revenge. And it looks super dope. I have not seen Scorpion's Revenge yet, but I've heard the trailer doesn't give any spoilers to Scorpion's Revenge. So... Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to go watch those movies. Definitely want to review them on the podcast in some way or something. We'll see. 
Fully customizable Diablo 4 characters creation marks a first for the franchise. Super dope. Um, because, yeah, like before, um, you know, in, in Diablo, when you picked a class or whatever, that's how the character looked, and that's that's it. You know what I mean? So, like, that's just how they looked. You know, in this one, there's different versions you can customize. Um, massive improvements of level detail seen in this world. From different material textures to skin types, hair changes, and metals worn, even rivulets of perspiration, it all pairs together to paint a prettier picture. We built a robust character customization system that is entirely new to Diablo, and it was a daunting amount of technical character work, said Mueller. These solutions had to work not just for a single character, but for hundreds of com- componentized armor sets, body types, dozens of unique personas, and a completely unique art for five distinct classes to start. This was an entirely new challenge for our team to tackle. Uh, while the pivot was not the easiest of changes to implement in Diab- into Diablo, according to the art director, he did say that it was all very much worth it when looking at the progress made. He added that he hopes that players can feel love and care they've put into the details and overhaul of the game's artistry ahead of its arrival sometime in 2022. So hell yeah, that's exciting. I'm a big fan of Diablo, and I didn't play Diablo 3, um, which was, I guess, not that bad of a mistake to skip that one <laughs> um, for many reasons, not just because of the launch reasons, but yeah. Uh, free PS Plus July games revealed, including a Plague Tale for PS5. We got a Plague Tale for PS5, Call of Duty Black Ops for PS4, WWE 2K Battlegrounds for PS4, and uh, yeah, there you go. So if you're a PS Plus member... Get cracking, schlacking. Um, Disgaea 6 is now available for the Switch. If you've never played any Disgaea games, this would be a good place to start. Um, this is the kind of... Disgaea stories are super sick. They're the kind of stories of what would you do if you were playing the bad guy, playing the the, the what is considered evil, playing the the monster, you know? And so that's why I like it. Magic Legends is shutting down. Holy crap. <laughs> it's fucking fireworks. I, it's going to suck if I listen back to this and you kind of, guys can't actually hear it. It just scared the shit out of me. So, um, Magic Legends is shutting down. Um, the free-to-play ARPG set in the Magic the Gathering universe is shutting down for good on October 31st, 2021. Um, they put out a statement. The official Twitter Magic Legends uh, Twitter put out an official statement. And I will read it to you right now. Hello, Planeswalkers. It is with heavy hearts that we announce Magic Legends will be shutting down on October 31st, 2021. All players who spent money in-game across Arc and the Epic Game Store during the open beta will be refunded their full purchase amounts. Servers will remain open for play until closing day. However, we will be closing the Zen Shop effective immediately. Later this week, all items will instead be purchasable using either or free in-game currency. Our vision for Magic Legends missed the mark, but we are proud of what we achieved. Thanks to Wizards of the Coast, we got to bring the expansive Magic the Gathering multiverse to a wide audience and explore new angles with the established ARPG genre. We learned several valuable lessons along the way, and we will use them to improve Cryptic's future development efforts. Most importantly, we'd like to thank all the players who explored the multiverse with us and provided feedback during the alpha beta testing phases. We couldn't have got this far without you. Sincerely. Um, a lot of people, a lot of tweets on this, you know, response tweets on this is 
disappointed but not surprised. Well, that lasted about two seconds. Uh, that's too bad. I only played for a little while, but I enjoyed the ideas with the spell system and combat. Was looking forward to improvements. Good work, team. Uh, download it. Played for two hours. Uninstalled. Missed, missed opportunity here. Not surprised at all. Uh, this is disappointing. It was in a beta for a reason. Why didn't you just take what you learned and apply it while still in beta for a full release? Um, my response to that, guys, what you don't understand is literally that's what betas are for. They're not just for taking critique and applying them, applying those critiques. If you believe as the creator of a game or the creator of any fucking thing, if you completely miss the mark on something, so much to the point where even just applying the critiques is just like sometimes it can be so much that you might as well just start over and so not only on top of the critiques they got from the the players in the beta but maybe just from other people within the company or at wizards or whatever it probably was just too much to the point where it was just like let's just shut it down and try again some other time um i mean that's that goes with anything even with when i make a painting and you know i get 10 critiques you know, then it's like, oh, well, you should have done this or do this or whatever. That's like, well, I might as well just start over, you know, whatever. Um, you know, that's a bad example because painting is like you can't really fix it after you put it on the fucking canvas. But like when I design stuff, you know, um, I have people say, you know, I wanted the logo to look like this. I had a different thing in mind. Can you add this, add this, take away this, add this? And it's like, well, that's just so much stuff. I'm just going to start over. You know what I mean? So then I just start over. Um Sometimes it's just easier that way. So uh, to you, my man, that's it's not that simple. It really isn't. And uh, this is this is kind of why things like the No Man's Sky launch and the Cyberpunk 2077 launch was so shitty is because gamers out here think it's just that simple to just go in and be like, click, 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 click. And it's like, no, you you have no idea what goes into it. And although I understand their concern and, you know, frustration at the time as the consumer, you got to be a little more, you know, it's kind of like when you go to a restaurant and the waiter is taking forever to bring you your food or something like that. Well, come to find out they're the only waiter in the whole restaurant because everyone called off or some shit. Does your attitude change? I hope it does. I really hope it does. And I hope you still tip whether you had bad service or not. So, yeah, it's not that simple. It's really not. So, all right, let's get on to some movie and TV stuff. Disney and Pixar's Luca sets Blu-ray and release date. Um, it's coming to home and DVD August 3rd. I think it was already on Disney Plus for a little bit. They were talking about putting this in theaters, and I think it was. But, yeah, this Pixar movie kind of went under the radar for me. I don't know how good it was. I don't think it was that good. The last Pixar film that I heard was really good was Soul and the the Brothers one, where it's like Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Those two I heard were super good. And, well, Soul I watched. Soul is actually really good, um, if you've never seen it. But, yeah. Mortal Kombat, that's coming out August 2nd, by the way, so if you want to get that on Blu-ray. Mortal Kombat Legends. Oops, we already mentioned that one. Why did I have that on there twice? My bad. Uh, we'll put that at the end. Uh, R.L. Stein's Fear Street unleashes its first five minutes online. The first five minutes of Fear Street have been uploaded to YouTube, introducing or reintroducing viewers to Shady Side, Ohio. 
It began as a prank and ended in a murder, begins the preview, which itself is the opening scene from Fear Street Part 1, 1994. Um, yeah, this is like a fucking, yeah, R, like an actual horror series by R.L. Stein. You know, if you don't know who R.L. Stein is, he was the writer and creator of the Goosebumps series, which were a series of children's horror, you know, children's young, like young teen, uh, you know, horror novels. Which seems weird, right? Like, how do you make a horror um, story for kids? Well, it was done a lot in the '90s. Actually, there was there was a uh, Goosebumps. There was they made a they adapted it into a TV series, um, and that TV series was perfectly for children. I watched it as a kid. It wasn't super terrifying. Um, it was like the Twilight Zone, if anything, you know, in that regard, with like Halloween elements and things like horror elements. There was Are You Afraid of the Dark, which was a sweet show on Nickelodeon where it was about these kids that were in a group called the Midnight Society, and they would gather around this fireplace and tell horror stories. And what you were watching was the story they were telling, and it was really cool. I mean, yeah, it can be done. Um, but yeah, R.L. Stein, this is his first, like I think, adult like horror thing. And he's done other actual adult horror stuff before this, so it's not like new to him. Uh, Quentin Tarantino hasn't given up on Kill Bill 3 yet. Um, he claims that he has not given up the idea of making Kill Bill 3 his final movie before he retires. Tarantino discussed his plans to direct one last film before retiring during his appearance on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Although he indicated he's leaning towards his final movie being more like an epilogue to his, his career, he would be willing to make an exception for a third Kill Bill film. The only one I can imagine where it would be another epic where I would need to outdo everything is if I did Kill Bill 3. He explained before adding, I've thought of it. Um, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And we talked about, we've talked about, or he's talked about, and, and all of us fans of Kill Bill have talked about that the plot would be revisiting the characters 20 years later, imagining the bride and her daughter BB having 20 years of peace, and then that peace is shattered um, with the bride and BB on the run. And uh, the character of uh, Vivica Fox's daughter would come and take revenge, you know, as in the first film, beginning of the first film, B tells her um, when you're, if you're still angry about it, I'll be waiting for you. And it's just kind of like, that's the idea. And I think that maybe that was planned and it just never happened. I don't know. There was a big gap between the first and second film. So, you know. Um, Wakanda Forever begins production in Atlanta. This is the sequel to Black Panther. Of course, a lot of people are skeptical, um, but from what I've read, everyone who's involved in the film says that this is the right way to do it, and characters have already or actors have already announced their reprisals of roles and things, so that's exciting. Lawrence Fishburne doesn't understand why Morpheus isn't in Matrix 4. I don't either, <laughs> but he came out and he said... I am not in the next Matrix movie. You'd have to ask the directors or, or the director, Lana Wachowski. Why? Because I don't have an answer for that. Um, I'm not sure either. I'm not sure either. Um, actor Hugo Weaving was in discussions to play Agent Smith again, but Wachowski reportedly pulled the plug on the negotiations due to scheduling conflicts. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Marvel confirms Wong is fighting Hulk's abomination in Chang Chi trailer. Yes, that is abomination, and that is Wong fighting. 
Just had to confirm that for because we talked about it last week. Sopranos prequel's first trailer introduces the young Tony Soprano, and the guy they got to play him, oh my god, dude. <laughs> like, the trailer introduces Michael Gandolfini's young Anthony Soprano, who begins his descent into the world of crime that will eventually transform into the Tony Soprano fans of the HBO series Know and Love. The Many Saints of Newark takes place in the 60s and 70s and will touch heavily on the 1967 race riots that drove a wedge between the black and Italian-American communities. Originally scheduled for a 2020 theatrical release, the film was one of many that will now get a hybrid release in theaters and on HBO Max. So, yeah. Um, So I thought this was really cool for those who are interested. For those who know me, you know that I love the American sitcom. I love sitcoms so much. Um... I especially love sitcoms from the uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, not so much a fan of modern, late 2000s sitcoms. I'm not a really big fan of, like, um, How I Met Your Mother so much. I mean, it's okay. Uh, a lot of the newer ones, I think, try a little too hard. Um, but I, I do love a lot of the ones that made sitcoms famous like i love um i love well fresh off the boat was a pretty good one for a new one um until they took like eddie wong's narration out of it uh fresh prince of bel-air i dream of genie golden girls happy days good times different strokes um i love lucy uh really all great really all great shows uh fucking family matters step by step yeah, dude, I, I love I love all those sitcoms. And basically, there's a new series uh, by CNN called History of the Sitcom, and that premieres July 11th. Um, now, CNN, their documentary series where they look into things like entertainment and things like that, they kind of, like, edit it and go into it from, like, a fucking, you know, mainstream media standpoint. So, like, I don't know how well CNN is going to make this look or how they're going to do it. But, um, you know, I just think it's really interesting for those of you who are into, you know, old sitcoms and TVs like that. Um, they're going to explore a lot of it. So that's pretty cool. HBO Max, seven things to watch before they leave in August. A Clockwork Orange, Badlands, Kill Bill 1 and 2, Mullahan Drive, The Producers, and Pulp Fiction and Troll 2. So, yes. Um, yeah, dude, all good, all good things. Um, everything coming to Amazon Prime Video in July. Here we go. Uh, Prime Video channel sampling. Hold on a second. Okay, July 1st. This is all just July 1st, okay? 30 Days of Night, 30 Minutes or Less, Abduction, Absence of Malice, Across the Universe, Alien, very great film, um, Anaconda's The Hunt for the Blood Orchid, Awakenings, Beat, Rhymes, and Life, The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest, Big Fish, Burlesque, uh, Burlesque was okay, Big Fish is good, Burlesque is okay, uh, Crimson Tide, Fat Albert, Frozen River, Green Lantern, no thank you, uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, that's a good one, Hellboy, the original 2004 one, I, Robot, Irrational Man, Jack and Jill, Julian Julia, Julian Julia was really good, fucking, uh, uh, I forgot her name already. I can't believe it. 
but anyway, Jack and uh, Julie and Julia is really good. Uh, Madeline, Marie Antoinette, Midnight in Paris, Money Train, Patton, Philadelphia, Phone Booth, Ramona and Beezus, Rear Window, Running in Cars with Boys, School Days, Snatch, The Adventures of Elmo and Grouchland, The Animal, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the 2011 version, The International, The Stepfather, Wild Thornberry's movie, Underworld Evolution, Vertigo. Uh, TV, we have Follow the Money, How the States Got Their Shapes, Indian Summers, Professor T, The Art of Crime, American Experience, An Ordinary Woman. And then the rest of the days is like they're adding one thing at a time. But yeah, anyway, should check all those out. Um, that being said, uh, let's take a small break right here and move on to the anime news. Yeah. Boom, check that out. Okay, links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there where to listen all the links all the links all the links and let me just say this okay i won't say too much because i'll i'll i'm a very emotional and dramatic person i have a flair for the dramatic so i always like try and sound super cool and everything when i say like meaningful stuff but honestly six years of anime summit um this real recent episode we did with quokka where we just reminisced with quokka was really fantastic it was really fun and i honestly just can't believe we've been doing it for six years um, and it's just really wild. So um, I want to thank everyone for listening every week and everyone giving feedback on the newscast and going through all of us with the ups and downs we've gone through and things like that. So I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, it's it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. So thank you. Um, Patreon.com slash Anime Summit. You can become a patron today. Give a Smokey his wings. Meow. He literally mouths like that sometimes. He goes, meow. He's a fucking cat, dude. Also, um, speaking of which, so not only did we drop the birthday episode uh, this past week, but also I did another AOQ episode that came out earlier in the week on Wednesday where I got to, um, excuse me, <laughs> I was about to sneeze, <laughs> where I got to hang out with um, Nick uh, from Mecha Warehouse, not our Nick. Different Nick. <laughs> Nick, who is the founder of Mecha Warehouse. Um, MechaWarehouse.com is a website that sells Gunpla. And so um, they have Gunpla. So he's not paying me to say this, okay? He didn't pay me to do the episode or anything. I asked him to do the episode with me because I wanted to geek out about Gundam and Gunpla. And I wanted to get, I want to get back into Gunpla. So that was like my whole thing um, with doing that episode. And... Because I had been shopping on his website for quite some time, I had bought a kit, and then I thought, you know what? I'm going to ask him to see if he wants to, to to do this. And I had followed his social media for a long time, and he always he always responded to my comments. It was great. And so I asked him if he wanted to geek out about Gundam with me on my podcast, and he said, yeah. So that's what we did. And, uh, you know, I had forgot to announce it at the beginning of the episode, but I was trying to announce a giveaway where I bought um, – a, a gift card for Mecha Warehouse, and then was gonna do it on a giveaway on a, a, a build a gunpla live stream um, on our Twitch, which now you can find on linksidenemy7.net. Follow us on Twitch, please. And he he kind of surprised me while we were recording. He was like, "You know what? If you're gonna do it, I'm gonna do it too. I'll throw in another uh, matching gift card." And I was like, "What?" So like now I have two Mecha Warehouse gift cards to give away. And they're both for twenty five dollars. On the on the episode, I did 
inject like a little post editing note. But in in the episode, we were originally saying twenty. It, they're twenty five because there was not a denomination for twenty. So I have two twenty five dollar Mecca Warehouse gift cards to give away to use on the shop. You can get some if you're already an experienced Gunpla uh, builder or model builder or hobbyist. Gunpla hobbyist, you can you can maybe put it towards uh, a new kit that you've been wanting for a while, or if you want to get into Gunpla for the first time, you know that'd be a good uh, twenty five dollar gift card would be perfect because a lot of the 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 high grade kits and like the easier kits that were like the early high grade ones and the ones that are more simple in design you know they range anywhere from 18 to 26 dollars you can easily put that towards your total or if you're a hobbyist and you're looking for more tools he just got new of the the new god hand nippers in and they sell a bunch of hobby supplies paints all kinds of stuff so anyway what i will be doing is I will be doing a live stream um, uh, of, I'm going to be building a XXXG Gundam Death Scythe from Gundam Wing, and I will be doing the giveaway on there, okay? So um, more details about when that's going to be. I believe I was aiming for Friday the 9th or Saturday the 10th, but I'll let you know. Just make sure you follow us on Twitter or you join the Discord where we all of our announcements and yeah so yes thank you and then man six years of anime summit and newscast like well newscast we were only doing i think i've only been doing for about three years but whew, that's really crazy and we also debuted a new logo uh going forward we have a new logo and i'll have a new when you see this you'll see that the newscast logo is also new and um uh, from here on out that the podcast logo is now different so yeah i really love it i love it and i love you guys so thank you so anyway let's get started on the anime news new legends of mana we've been talking about legends of mana for a minute because square enix has been going ham on all the legends of mana stuff uh all any mana thing you know apparently it's getting an official anime title legend of mana the teardrop crystal and will follow the most recently released mana title Warner Brothers Japan, Graphanica, Inc., and Yokohama Animation Lab are collabing for this new venture, and it will be released worldwide. Um, you, rem- you may remember this company as the one that crafted the animated opening for the Legend of Mana movie. Um, so, yeah. There you go. Um, oops. Here we go. 35 years after Mice Nikoku's uh, ending, Kyoko gets a figure in her wedding kimono. So yeah, if you've never seen My Senior Coco, it is a Rumiko Takahashi manga, and there is an anime based on it. And yeah, they're finally getting, uh, they're making a figure out of it. And it's probably for an anniversary or so, 35th anniversary of it. So that's that's legit. Tokyo Revengers now has over 25 million copies in circulation. This was not even that f- like far away from earlier in June when they announced 20 million copies. So... Five million more since the beginning of June, which is pretty crazy. Um, Pokemon TV anime brings back Dawn and her Piplup after nine years for summer special episodes. So if you were a fan of Don Don's character in the Pokemon anime, um, there's going to be some special episodes in which Don will come back with the Piplup and join Ash and Go. And so, yeah. Gayukuten Sekai no Denshi Shoujo Robo, Rumble Grandadol. 
first video, here's some hype, hype, la hype for you. This anime looks super cool. I don't have no idea what it's about, but the design of the characters and the logo looks super cool. Um, the story begins in 2019, just before the change in historical eras for Japan. A rift to another dimension suddenly opens in the skies above, revealing a turnabout alternate world called Shinkoku Nippon. This parallel version of Japan maintained its militarism and remained stuck in the Showa era. Shinkoku Nippon invades our Japan with its Genmu gas weapons, on which our own modern weapons have no effect, and giant humanoid Garan weapons. The invaders immediately take over our government and all but conquer Japan as a result. Our Japan never ushers in the Reiwa era. A decade later, our Japan has been revamped as Genkoku Nippon, a puppet state of Shinkoku Nippon under harsh censorship. The once thriving manga, anime, idol, and similar subcultures have completely died off. Or so it seemed. So yeah, that's that's actually really interesting. That's a really cool... So like, yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, and I said this on the newscast a couple years ago when it happened, Japan was entering a new era. And it entered the Reiwa era. So apparently... Um, this is what would happen if an interdimensional porter opened to a parallel Japan that never left the Showa era and invades, uh, the current Japan in 2019 before moving to the Reiwa era. Yeah, that's pretty wild. It's pretty cool. It's almost like a post-apocalyptic, it's like post-apocalyptic, but not right. Cause like technically the other Japan didn't think it was itself post-apocalyptic, but yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. It looks really interesting though. Madhouse unveils original film Goodbye Don Gleese, set in Iceland. The film while will be Ishizuka's first original anime film. Ishizuka commented that the film will be set in Iceland, saying that after reaching Antarctica in her previous anime, A Place Further Than the Universe, she opened a map and looked for the opposite extreme from Antarctica, which is far west of Eurasia, lies an isolated island that marks the far reaches of the Atlantic. She added that the story will center on a 15-year-old child on the verge of adulthood as summer vacation begins. So yeah, that looks pretty interesting. No trailer, nothing, just a visual for it. Shin Ekitosen Battle Vixens manga gets TV anime next year. Uh, Shiozaki's original Ikitosen manga centers around Hakufu Sonsaku, a high school student who possesses a magatama that allows her to channel the spirit of the warrior Sunsi from China's Three Kingdoms era. She fights students from other schools, each bearing their own magatama and embodying a different hero from the era. Uh, Shiozaki launched Shin Ikitosen in Shonen Gahoshoha's Young King Hours magazine in 2015. Shonen Gahosha published the manga's fourth compiled book volume in March 2020. A spin-off Shin Ikitosen Gaiden launched in Shonen Gahosha's New Young Bull magazine. Um, wasn't there like an original Ikitosen from like... It was just called Ikitosen? Oh yeah, in 2000, yeah. Ikitosa manga in Wani Books Monthly Comic Gum Magazine in 2000 um, and serialized it in the magazine until it suspended publication in May 2015. Hmm. Okay, so is Shin like a different thing from regular Ikitosin? Is it like a sequel or just a different story? This is this is kind of like a fan service one, right? Where it's like, it's like etchy, but battle etchy kind of. There's like upskirt shots. Which I'm a big fan of, by the way. Um, but yeah, that's, I think it's different, right? It's different than regular Ikitosen. Anyway, I'm excited for that because I haven't seen all of Ikitosen, but I do love martial arts battle bitches. 
Love it. Blue Exorcist manga goes on hiatus until April as Kazue Kato draws manga of 12 Kingdoms author's horror novel. So, yeah, if you're reading Blue Exorcist right now, you better chom down. You got to wait about almost a year for that to come back. This is just kind of a note of interest. Animator Ichi says Netflix anime produced at MAPPA paid bottom rates. Apparently, a producer working on a Netflix anime made at MAPPA suggested to pay 3,800 yen, which is about $34 a cut. Um, the budget for a TV series is between 3,800 yen and 7,000 yen. So if you accept that offer, the unit price for animators would go down. Heads up if you're asked, I think it's best to negotiate for 15,000 yen or more. Um, that was that is what I just read you was a tweet um, from the animator. He opened up about Money Matters on Twitter, claiming that animators were being offered bottom rates on the production of a Netflix anime made at MAPPA. Of course, the only Netflix anime made at MAPPA recently was Yasuke. So I think that's the only one. Um, he then clarified, to avoid misunderstanding, I have to say that my issues is with Netflix. For all the exorbitant amount of capital they have, it's a problem that they have started to place orders with such low rates. There is a possibility that the prices are even lower than a TV series. Freelance animator Zaid commented, the usual 4,500 yen per cut is already bad enough. What is Netflix thinking allowing them to pay less than the average? In May, a freelance animator tweeted that they left MAPPA due to the factory-like conditions. They criticized MAPPA's decision to work on four shows at the same time instead of properly training its team to, to so that such corrections wouldn't be necessary and said, as far as I can tell, about 80% of the employees had similar complaints at the time. Um, LaShawn Thomas's MAPPA's Yasuke anime debuted at April 2nd worldwide on Netflix. Netflix announced a comprehensive business alliance with MAPPA in October. Um, the streaming company also partnered with anime studios Nas, Science Arrows, and South Korea's Studio Mirror. Yeah, MAPPA right now, which we'll talk more about right now here. It's a perfect segue into this because um, the trailer for Chainsaw Man came out, and it looks fucking amazing uh, based on the Shonen Jump manga by Tatsuki Fujimoto. Chainsaw Man looks amazing, and it, at least the trailer does. But even just watching the trailer, the way they cut it, it looks dangerous in the sense of like they it's a trailer, you know what I mean? So like they put all of like you can tell just like by the way they cut it, like and there's no like voice acting here. You don't hear any voice acting at all. It's just music and a bunch of cut shots put together. And you can tell that it just was made for the trailer and who knows if it's actually gonna look that good. And that could be it could end up not looking that good due to the way <clears throat> excuse me due to the way mappa is doing so much um do doing so many shows right now you know it's 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 wild so who knows um who knows i'm excited for chainsaw man at the same time i don't fucking know uh netflix to stream anime of shonen jump plus reality shows winning manga globally so remember we talked about there was they were doing a reality show of finding the next big like Shonen Jump battle audition show, discovering the next star manga creator, and it's called Million Tag. Um, Netflix is going to stream that globally, so that'll be cool. That'll be really cool to to watch and check that out. Requiem of the Rose King anime delayed till next January. Um, 
The official website for the television anime of Ayakano's Requiem for the Rose King, Barao no Setsu, Sodetsu, Manga announced on Friday that the anime has been delayed to January due to circumstances surrounding the production. The anime was previously slated to premiere this fall. Um, and the the way the, the anime is about Richard's father, the patriarch of House of York, is poised to become king of medieval England during the Bloody Wars of the Roses. But just as success is imminent, he is abruptly cut down, plunged into despair, and Richard acts out in revenge and must face a powerful and beautiful new enemy. So yeah, there you go. Uh, Studio HB's original travel anime, Tabihani, Kasumi Tomita, and Kari Maeda. This looks super damn adorable. Fuck, it looks super cute. Um, the main cast for its original anime project, Tabihani, um, Tomita will play Akari, Akari Yashima, a quiet high schooler who has inherited a love of travel from her older sister, who took care of her in place of often absent parents. Maeda plays Nagi Kitayama, Akari's cheerful classmate who willingly jumps into any activity and becomes interested in Akari due to her mysterious air, quote-unquote. Yeah, I don't uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's kind of like a slice-of-life travel. I don't know. But the animation, the style looks super great. looks super anime, uh, super cute. <laughs> it looks super anime, guys. It looks super. Um, former Kyoto Animation animator Kazuo Sakamoto is directing the anime, um, Hajime Mitsuda uh, is designing the characters. Studio HB, so that's pretty cool. Uh, apparently, Peach Boy Riverside anime is airing out of order. A lot of people were confused as to like the events happening in the anime. Um, according to an interview with director Shigeru Ueda, published by Animate Times, on June 20th, the decision was made for multiple reasons, but primarily to avoid developing anime original content. Um, the anime series is airing out of chronological order. That is not the order the events began in Cool Kyushinja in and Johan's original manga. Um, so apparently that was on purpose. So it's kind of like Ari Furetta because apparently they did that with Ari Furetta too, and that's what confused a lot of people. But yeah, uh, Tezuka Production, Tezuka Productions had response to backlash regarding Olympic Committee's use of anime characters. Last week, the Japanese Olympic Committee issued a series of tweets promoting the Tokyo Olympic Games using quotes attributed to characters from previous anime series, including Astro Boy, Sailor Moon, and Crayon Shin-Chan. As public opposition to the Tokyo Olympics continues, however, the committee has faced backlash for the tweets. Detractors argued that it feels out of character for characters with strong sense of justice like Adam and Usagi to support the games during a pandemic. In response to that backlash, Tezuka Productions had Rumiko Tezuka, daughter of Osamu Tezuka, tweeted, The contract for the character cheering squad was signed after the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics were decided, at a time when nobody could have imagined the threat of the coronavirus. At the time, everyone was looking forward to the games. Right now, the situation has made it so that there are divided opinions regarding whether to continue holding them. But from a business perspective, Adam is participating in the cheering squad as part of the role he was given. Yeah, I understand that, but I guess I I, I understand more so the backlash, I guess, because it does seem a little weird. At the same time, it's very situational. Nobody knew what was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, this all hit us like a fucking, you know, deer in headlights kind of shit. So it's it's crazy. Um, Jun Fukuyama performs The Vampire Dies in No Time Anime's opening theme. Um, the gag manga centers on Drauk, 
a vampire who is feared as he is rumored to be invincible. The vampire hunter Ronaldo goes to Drauk's castle after hearing that Drauk has kidnapped a child. But when Ronaldo arrives at the castle, he finds that Drauk keeps dying over every small thing and turning to dust. Drauk's true nature is that of the weakest vampire of them all. Yeah, that looks pretty funny. I like the animation. Um, the art style looks really cool. The really bold shading looks really sweet. Um, Restaurant to Another World Season 2 anime reveals more cast and fall premiere. So if you were a fan of Restaurant to Another World, um, it's getting a Season 2 in fall. So fall hype for you. Platinum End anime's English subtitle trailer reveals more staff. Uninterrupted 24-episode run. The official website for the TV anime of Takashi Obata and Sugumi Oba's Platinum End manga debuted. The first English subtitle trailer on Thursday. The video announces that the anime will have an uninterrupted 24-episode run to adapt the manga. Manga's entire story and also revealed more staff members. This is... I think this is... uh, This is the one with the angels. and uh, It's like a battle royale with 12 other angels. And I think it's coming... When is that coming? Platinum End. I can't see. In two parts. Isn't this fall? I think this is fall, isn't it? Or is this like right now? Right now, right now? I can't find it. I can't... Why don't they ever just put it at the bottom? Anime's website. Planet anime website. Anime News Network is stupid. I just don't understand. Why don't they just put like the date reminder at the bottom so I can just scroll to the bottom and find it. Anyway, I believe this is happening in either summer or fall. I can't I can't remember, I'm sorry. Zetai Karen Children manga ends on July fourteenth after sixteen years. Woo! That's a long that's a long one. It's like Golgo thirteen. Zetai Karen Children manga. Um the manga inspired a fifty two episode television anime series in two thousand eight, as well as a two thousand ten original video anime adaptation. Um, Sheena had stated on Twitter on May 25th that he had already written the afterwards comments for the final chapter for when it is published in Weekly Shonen Sunday. Sheena had teased in January that he planned to end the manga this year and stated he also plans to work on his next project next year. He launched the manga, the high school arc as the final arc of the manga in August 2014. The manga ended the first half of the final arc in April 2017 and then went on hiatus in 2017 to start the second half of the arc. Um, it's a sci-fi comedy series that began in Weekly Shonen Sunday in 2005 and Shogakukan published the manga's 61st volume on April 16th and will publish the second 62nd volume on July 18th. So yeah, that's crazy. Um, I have never heard of this. Oh, sorry. 63rd final compiled print volume on september 17th i don't think i've ever heard of this um manga or anime it looks awfully familiar like i feel like i've seen it like in like i feel like i've seen it like in stores like whenever i would go to like a looking for manga or whatever um but yeah can you imagine oh i totally okay i totally have seen this okay i totally know what this is i totally have seen this in stores and shit before but I don't know if I've ever watched or read it. And I didn't even know it was lasting that long. So, holy shit. Um, but yeah, Sentai Filmworks. You can get that on Sentai Filmworks. Yashihime Princess Half Demon Part 2 anime reveals opening song artist October 2nd debut. Here's some more fall hype for you if you were watching Yashihime. 
Um, the first season went for 26 episodes, and this is the second season, or whether they call it part two is what they're calling it. Me and Danny have to do a follow-up review on that because we did a first impressions on it. So, um, Bella, it, Bella or Belle is Mamoru Hosoda's first film to get IMAX screenings. So that's pretty hype, pretty hype, pretty hype. I'm excited for that. I love everything Mamoru Hosoda. So. Kaiju number eight manga temporarily switches to bi-weekly schedule. Um, the 38th chapter of Naya Matsumoto's Kaiju number eight manga revealed on June 25th that the manga will temporarily switch to a new schedule of one chapter every two weeks. Um, it was previously doing it weekly on Friday. The message did not reveal when the manga schedule will return to its previously weekly, previous weekly serialization. Uh, didn't really say why, but yeah, Kaiju number eight is hype. It's hype as fuck. Super hype. Uh, Hatsu Kiss Digital Magazine shuts down the 36th issue of Kodansha's Hatsu Kiss Digital man- Manga Magazine announced on Friday that the magazine has shut down as of this issue. The following manga will move to Kodansha's Pixiv's Palsy manga app. Keichen no Koibito wa Futari iru, Mayonaka ni Kafi, Bukiyokun Tokatao Moi no Uta, Isekai Heritage, Hoshikuzu Safari, Ainai Koto Shita no Wadare. So, yeah, those are all going to Palsy uh, manga app. That's a shame, I guess. Uh, you never know why things shut down. Sometimes it just happens. Not enough. The magazine published its final print issue in April 2018. It switched to digital only then. And it's sh- it shifted from bi-monthly to monthly. And so, yeah, it was, it was just slowing down, I think. And the last bit of news, Amazon Prime Video to stream final Evangelion film on August 13th. Amazon Prime Video announced on Thursday that it will exclusively stream Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01, Thrice Upon a Time, Shin Evangelion Gekichoban, the new version of the final Evangelion film worldwide, except Japan, on August 13th. So yeah, so just so you guys know, the, 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 the film began playing on June 12th and um oh no 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 sorry the original version began playing in like May or something and then there was a new version called 3 plus 3.0 plus 1.01 where it added minor revisions and other things and that started playing in theaters in June 12th so oh March sorry the original film opened in March but yeah 3 uh the 3.0 Plus 1.01 is like a newer version, and that's the version that we're going to be getting on Amazon Prime with all the languages uh, dubbed, subbed, pubbed, and nubbed. So there you go. But yeah, that's all I got for you. Thank you for listening every week. And again, thank you for Six Years of Anime Summit. You guys, I really love all of you so much. And thank you for letting me come up here and yell at the mic about anime girls, anime butts, anime boys, anime penises, Shinji robots, lollies, uh, yelling at Danny and Nick for God knows what, who knows. And yeah, just really appreciate you guys. I love you guys so much. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that being said, I've been Sam and this has been the anime summit newscast.